In this episode, as promised, I'm going to introduce you to Andre, the man responsible for the name of this podcast. And just a heads up, Andre is very enthusiastic, so he was sitting in front of the mic already talking, and we hadn't hit the record button yet. So you will come into the middle of our conversation, and for some reason, my microphone wasn't necessarily behaving like it should. It's not normally the quality I shoot for in a professional studio, so excuse the quality and enjoy. This is Breakthrough Radio. Limitless radio, you know, and just have stuff going on all the time. Well, I did like the way that you put it when you called it, uh, what's it, Breakthrough Radio? Breakthrough Radio. Breakthrough Radio, fuck it. Because, I mean, that's actually what is going to be the Be Limitless podcast. Yeah. Um, and just imagine, like, content, like, playing all day long and actually having conversations like this. I mean, that's like, see, the nice thing about radio these days is that it's not radio, per se, because everything's streamed. Yeah. Right? So it could just be, like, something that's always, like, streaming on the website. But, dude, what's happened to radio? Radio's gone. I mean, we lost. Yes, it, it, it's gone in the sense of uh, broadcast. You go to the studio and you broadcast, and it's airwaves and whatnot. Exactly. But it's not necessarily gone in terms of effectiveness. No, no, not the you effectiveness. Know? I'm talking about in the in the like. Let's go a few years back. You wanted some music. What did you do? You turned on the radio. radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you had yeah. ads. You had people talking. You had you had whole you had that whole deal going behind that. When nowadays, if you want yeah. music, turn on Spotify, you turn on an app, yeah. and you play your music. Yeah. You just yeah. listen to music. There's no, like, that's not, it's not the way it was. And that's what I'm talking about. The radio is very different nowadays. Yeah. So, I mean, podcasts have actually become essentially like the new radio. You can stream in, you can listen to, you literally listen to the topic that you want to listen to. Pretty much. You're not at the, the mercy of some sort of... Um, and if you think about it, radio, as we know it now, is essentially conversations. Right? Pretty much. So every radio show has got not just one presenter. There's like a group of guys having a conversation, having a banter, mm. you know, and people are like, okay, well, they're talking about something interesting. And I think that's where the, the rise of the podcast has come in, you know, because you're talking about stuff that matters to, well, you're listening to stuff that matters to you and you can select material or content that matters to you. Funny story. So uh, after the COVID Last year, I uh, got into jump rope, as you know, yes. or skipping for you know, layman's terms. Uh, and there's a really cool podcast that the one guy does. And I thought to myself, how cool it'd be to get myself onto you know, an expert's podcast at some point. <laughs> at that point is that a hint <laughs> I, at that point, I'd set my intention. Obviously, it wasn't exactly like clear. But uh, here I am doing a podcast with Andrew. <laughs> say, funny story. Is that a hint? Yeah. So uh, and not because I'm an expert on anything, but obviously the, the expert would, would see that, okay, this Ike is um, he's interesting enough to talk to on my podcast, you know? Well, actually, let's, let's, let's kick off from there because you, you're the one who opened the door for this. So uh, This is the real shit. Yeah, definitely your voice is more suited to radio than mine. Well, you got the face for TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've been told. <laughs> uh, In the beginning parts, it's a little bit like this. I don't know. Have you yeah. listened to any of the other podcasts? I have. Oh, I okay. was listening to, um, obviously, I listened to all the ones from uh, from the media pack, most of it. Yeah. I actually said to the group, uh, has anybody listened to to the media pack? Because it puts you right back in the room, right? 
obviously a different conversation almost, but it's additional additional data, additional information, you know, yeah. that maybe didn't come up in the in your workshop. So yeah, so uh, very powerful this kind of thing, you know, especially when you're trying to convince is a strong word, but when you're just trying to explain to people, you know, some work in yourself is sometimes more valuable than studying a topic or, I mean, the topic of Andre is, you know, a never ending. It's the most important, or it's, it's an, the most interesting topic to all of us. It, it really is, yeah. you know, um, and obviously coming into the workshop or breakthrough workshop, uh, I've said before, I was in a good space and, you know, life was great. And I came out thinking, um, well, my partner's just gone through the breakthrough and the chalice. Yeah. And there were different emotions that uh, she experienced coming out of both both workshops. But then I realized she was alive, you know? Yeah. All of a sudden, she was alive. And I was like, wow, okay. I want some of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. And how, how do you describe that alive, like because people go like, "Well, I am alive. I'm breathing." There's there's a difference, right? <laughs> I mean, you you can be you can be zombie alive. You and, can be walking and breathing, and walking and breathing, and your heart beating, and uh, you know, you you're ticking the boxes of wake up at six, take the kids to school, go to work, have a stressful day, come home, flop on the couch, flop on the couch, and uh, <laughs> you know, have a have dinner, get into bed, and you, you, you get into Groundhog Day, right? That, yeah. that, that's just being alive. But being alive as a human mm -hmm. is something completely different, yeah. you know? It's being in this current moment right now, experiencing the power of right now. Because that's all you got at the end of the day, right? Cool. I mean, I am... Um, you got your right now, that's it. You, you can, <laughs> the future is the future. The past is done, you know? Like... This is it. This mm -hmm. is this is the moment you have. So yeah, so so being alive is very different to breathing, and of course, coming out of breakthrough now. Obviously, I can't share what happened in no, the workshop. Well, yeah, but, no, yeah, it's not, not what happens in the workshop, yeah, but essentially, like, but share the, but everything the outcome was the outcome was that uh, right. I felt pretty alive going in, but when I came out, boy, you know, it was like, geez. Colors are brighter. Colors are brighter. Like the air no, is fresher. No man, the 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 your partner looks different. Partner looks different. Your, your children. Yeah, your children. There you uh, go. You know, it's it's like your your outlook is completely different. And, and and I think I said to you before a year ago. Yeah. I was facing a very similar situation that I'm facing now in my business. Right. So yeah. you you come out of December November season, which is our peak season in trading, and you. You make decent money and, you know, you, you have a lack of holiday and December's great, Christmas gifts, blah, blah. <laughs> then you come into January, February and your business is dead, right? So very similar. And last year, of course, I was uh, to cope with the mechanism, lack of money, lack of whatever, you know, the lack, lack mentality. I was on tranquilizers. Yeah, but also the, the stress of what we normally go through, like the everyday, what people, people definitely relate to the everyday of life, like what's normal. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's normal to be stressed, and it's normal to be depressed, and it's yeah. normal to be, uh, yeah. And if it's normal to be depressed, then it's normal to be on drugs, of or course, to be on some sort of chemical. So it's normal. So, so having said that, you know, funny thing about GPs, 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've got great incentive schemes. And, uh, you know, whoever's listening, if you're a doctor, just uh, please, this is my personal yeah, <laughs> opinion we, and not, we, we and love, not of we love the organization. Stuff, yeah. um, GP said, well, here's some tranquipane for you. Um, it will help you cope. It will help you sleep. Uh, don't overdo it. In other words, don't overdo the dosage that I've prescribed, yeah. uh, which I didn't. Uh, and off I went, you know, to go and face this time of year and this lack and fighting for money and clients not paying and whatnot. And true as Bob, after two weeks, I crashed. Two weeks of being on the tranquilizer. Of being on the tranquilizer. So it was kind of like tra tranquilizer, great, sleep, wake up the next morning, yeah, you're a bit foggy, you know. You, you're kind of numb to yeah. what's going on, you know, when you're on that kind of medication. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is you... You get to a point where, okay, well, the tranquilizer is not working because that's been in your system for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. right? And you're like, okay, well, find the doctor. The GP goes, okay, take one more. One more? A day. Take one before bedtime. Okay. She's a GP. You're a GP. Okay. So then I was taking two of those things a day. So one when you wake up, one when you, go, one to when you go to bed. The tranquilizer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So this went on for a few weeks. Dude, it just shows how tough you are because you get through the whole day on a tranquilizer. It's something that's going to put you down. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, there was, then you start getting busy and then I had some crises and trying to operate when you're in that state of mind. You know, everything's foggy and decisions are being impaired. You're numb to the stress. You're numb to whatever's happening around you, mm -hmm. you know, okay, well, we broke and I'm trying to do what I can. And you, you, you really are a zombie. You're operating in zombie mode. You, yeah, again, you're walking around, eyes are open, but, but you're not alive. There's no one there. Somebody, yeah. The lights are on, but nobody's no on. You know, that, you know that, that saying. And there was a week where there was a series of crises on the little bit of work that was happening, but I realized now why I was having this crisis, because I wasn't functioning. Right, you weren't functioning properly because of the tranquilizers. So the more you, yeah, so you, you start functioning less, you stress more, take more chemicals so that you can stress less, but then you function less. Do you hear that? Spiral. Do you see the the spiral? And yeah. this is what happens with medicine nowadays. You know, mm. you you have to take one thing to cope with the next, and that's why people usually f out on you know antidepressants. Yeah, because it goes antidepressants is having this kind of effect, and now uh, I know we're a bit off topic. Antidepressants are having everything's a topic. So. <laughs> and now you're taking then your your liver is not working so great because now you're taking excessive amount of pills. Mm. Now you got to take something for the liver. That something for the liver starts affecting something else, and off you go. Mm. You know? And this is what happens to most people that go on this traditional path of medicine and you know like uh, medication. I'm sure a lot of people resonate with that. So, so then what happened that week was. I re obviously, retrospectively, I realized why it was all effing out yeah. you know, because I wasn't there. Yeah. I was just a shell, like doing the, the robotic. Yeah, they, you know? yeah. And then on the third resolving of the crisis, I delivered a parcel to a client, and uh, she's a very good friend of mine now. And um, I gave her the, the, the order. It was a last minute thing. My printer effed it up, and because I briefed him wrong, I rushed to give it to her. And as I gave it to her, she just looked at me and she said, Andre, are you okay? And I just broke, burst into tears, broke down. It's one of those moments. Yeah. And then I, I gave her the parcel, said, here's your stuff. She says, please go home. Please take the rest of the week off. I will not bother you for the rest of the week. 
It's obviously good. And that's from a client. It's from a client. Yeah. So obviously got home, uh, shattered after the whole thing, mm -hmm. and uh, phoned my business partners, and I said, "Girls, I'm out. I'm I'm taking the rest of the week off. I I can't." And they they were they had already warned me that the tranquilizer thing is not going to go down well yeah. at some point. Anyway, I mean, another topic then happened. A girl that works for me said to me, there's a different kind of treatment out there. Yeah. And it's much more organic, you know? Yeah. And uh, at that point, then I uh, started the psilocybin treatment, which is microdosing. And, yeah. And boy, that was a complete whoosh. Complete shift. Shift. So, and I guess the point I'm trying to make is a year ago, I was facing that situation. And I went on a journey, you know, I embarked on a journey to save myself from that. Yeah. And, and the point I'm trying to make is I thought I had saved myself until I did breakthrough, <laughs> you know. And then I realized saving yourself is not enough, man. You need to just fly, yeah. you know. You, you, it, saving yourself is just survival. You need to be at a point where you're like, I'm going somewhere. I'm taking you with me, you know, uh, your circle of influence, your network, everybody you're connected to. And it, it, that that's like, that, that, that's where that's where I'm going. So, uh, yeah, and, and having done this kind of work before you, but many years ago, you know, like 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, I was going to say how long as, ago. As life goes by, you sort of, you shed, a, a, every year you shed a little bit of the layer off of what you you know, of what you learned, of what, what you had, you, yeah, what, what you, you had. Yeah. Uh, and I recommend anybody that needs to do something to change your life vigorously, <laughs> you need to come and do breakthrough. Well, most people you don't know? believe you can change your life in a matter of days. Most people. Yeah. Because most people haven't been through the process, so that's another thing. Quick question. Before you came, because obviously you've done lots of work and a lot of work a long time ago, before you came here, did you really actually want to come? Like, Really? Look, I mean, it, 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 I didn't really know that uh, the work was still available. Really? You know, to be 100% honest. Okay. Knowing that certain uh, institutions had closed down or moved on or whatever had happened. Uh, but there's always a little part of us, and I'm talking for myself in Italy, you know, there mm. was always a little part of us that would always go back there and go, you know, that, that's just not right, you know? That, like, that what's happening with this child is... Like what? What we would have done in in had in those days? Yes. What would you you have, yeah. If that was still available, would you? So um. So then, of course, uh, Natalie went on the process, and 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 that 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 was a journey in itself because after that incident of the tranquilizer and you know going on the psilocybin microdosing and mm. everything else that I did, I really went on the selfish journey of if I can call it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, re re reigniting myself, saving myself, whatever it was. And uh, I got stuck into a lot of new things, you know. I kind of went, uh, well, you know what, uh, I've always enjoyed fitness. I've come this far with the weight loss thing. What's yeah. next? Well, bodybuilding, you know. Going to bodybuilding. Great. Went to the bodybuilding. Then as part of the bodybuilding, I was doing fitness, and I, one of the great uh, tools is, uh, you know, skipping. Yeah. Started skipping, started finding guys that were doing it, and I discovered a whole new world of jump rope, you know? And so the, this, this like, quest for, like, new stuff was going on with Andre, 
and then we came out of uh, COVID and we were properly battered and bruised, right? I mean, we were, it was finances, it was all kinds of things. But selfishly, I had, I've been doing these things and living my life to cope with what was going on. And I guess I kind of left Natalie behind, you know? I mean, I can say Natalie. She, you want to, yeah, you want to get, yeah, no, you can. Yeah. Also, uh, you want to get into, it's, it's, it's again, it's a rediscovery of yourself. Yeah. It's one of those things that you need to know more of yourself. You need to know who you are. 100%. And it's part of these things. And you've got internal and external things. And even when you mentioned the skipping, the jump roping, and it's something else. It's just something that catches your, it just catches a part of you. And it's just something that you want to dive into. And then it's like, it's becoming a fanatic about that. It's sort of the same thing on my part. I'm fanatical about, you know, the learning. I'm fanatical about pretty much anything that I get into. So everything you're speaking about there, <laughs> most of the time people around me, they, they kind of watch what they introduce me to because you've got to dive in and you've got to dive in all the way. And it's like you just get consumed down that rabbit hole. So I totally get you. When you mentioned skipping, I was, sounds good. I mean, I'm super interested, but I'll probably break an ankle or something like that or, or blow out a knee again or something like that. It's just, I think it's fantastic. It's just, and it's, just, it's like literally, in a way, it's like such a simple thing. It's a piece of rope. But yeah. the joy you get out of it and the yeah. benefits you get out of it and the sharing that you can do just from that one small thing. I, I just love it. I, just, yeah, I think it's great. And, and, and you know, the funny thing is you're right about being a fanatic about something because when you put your... 120% into something, mm. people think you're mad. Yeah. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing today? No, I'm going to go jumping. Don't want to come for a few beers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'd rather be skipping. You know, I'd rather, like, I'd rather, I'd rather be doing about? that, yeah. you know. Um, and then it was and then it was boxing and then it was self-defense. Anyway, I mean, there's a whole long list of, of things. And now, now most likely capoeira, you know, so... But anyway, at one point, she came into the room and she said, uh, it's probably about five or six months after COVID, you know, after the, the, the first lockdown. And this was obviously before the work. Before, before the work. Before the next yeah. workshop. And, yeah. and she was like, I'm uninspired. You're doing all these things. And I, I don't know what to do with myself. I, we can't afford for me to do hobbies. We, we can't afford for... And I said to her, but then you need to find you something that's going to inspire you. You know, you need to do something different. Yeah. And then she, I think she was at the horses and she overheard a whole group of people talking, you know, about, about our stuff, about the stuff. But, but she said it wasn't even about the work. It was the language, right? Yes. You know, there's the, the certain things that you come out of workshop in, you know, and then she recognized the language. Yeah, you pick she, up the jargon. Yeah. And she said, oh, Sorry, what are you guys talking about? And then that's when she got introduced to, you know, to Breakthrough. But also she's done the work. She'd work, also done the work. Done we the work did the work together. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we got great value out of it, you know. The, I always say that. doesn't matter where you go. doesn't matter where you go. You will get, you will get value. And, um, and then she came home that day and she said, there's this workshop and it sounds similar to what we've done. And I think it's going to be good for me. And I said, you are going to do that workshop. Do it. Mm. You're going to go do it. You're going to experience something new and you're going to do it. And then we booked her on and I think within three weeks she was doing her, her breakthrough. Going through the first breakthrough, yeah. And of course then that ignited, you know, and something. Her. And I always say to people, I mean, she came off breakthrough like very angry. Really? You know, very angry. About us? Mo no, mostly with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
mostly with me, but not just me, just everything and for feeling powerless. And, and, and you know, and I and I mean, you know, I always say the example, share the example. You know, when when, when washing lines are flying in the garage, <laughs> you know, then you know there's anger. Something's going on. But know? um, but she was alive. You know. Yeah. And I and I just said to her, "You're alive." You're angry at me, but you're alive, you know? And it's fantastic. And then we both had like this realization that this work is, okay, she has to do the next one. Um, and of course, she went on Chalice, and that was also, you know, a range of emotions and yeah. uh, that come up. But um, yeah, it, you know, we're human beings. We're never going to stop feeling frustrated about something or a situation Absolutely. or whatever. You, you just can't detect yourself that much you know as much as we want to but uh the way you react to to things when you realize is this really worth me stressing about you know that that old saying pick your battles oh, pick your battles it's yeah. su such a powerful small phrase you but know? also we put so much energy into things that short term and even long term don't really give us the benefits of the things that we want long term anyway absolutely and we end up Absolutely. burning our time and wasting our energy. No wonder we're burnt out. No wonder we don't get there. Here's a question, though, is, of course, because you've done work before and the perception of, well, it's just the same. So I'm just going to go and do it because it's more of the same. Is it the same? <laughs> it's an, it, 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 my experience. I mean, I can't speak for, for anybody else. I guess I can speak a little bit for Natalie's experience, but our experience of the Breakthrough Workshop was very different mm -hmm. to the work we'd done before for various reasons. I mean, uh, uh, we definitely felt the energy was different. We definitely felt the space was safer. We definitely felt that, that there were things that were done that just made you want to share. I know my group, by the end of the first <laughs> day, they said, please don't talk so much. <laughs> you know, I was that guy. Um, so but it's great because that, that's essentially from my side. That's that's exactly yeah. what you need to be doing because you're not here to you know you're not here to download new content. You're here to find answers for yourself. It's not about downloading new content or even familiar content. It's about finding answers for yeah. you. And how you're supposed to find the answers if you can't ask question after question or interact constantly and you know be there for that that personal reason so that when you get out the other side, you've actually gotten what you came for. As opposed to getting something which someone thinks you need. Well, well, well. This is that's my perspective. Well, it's... and this is, I guess, this is the nature of the work, right? I mm. mean, you, you, you really do have the answers. Yeah, they're in you. If they're inside you. Mm. You really do have them. You know, mm. it's just you're so brainwashed with external forces and be what is may your 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 parents' opinions, your friends' opinions, your business partner, your children, the media, the news. Whatever it is. All of it. And you're so brainwashed to actually just say, but if I do that, I'm going to feel better. Or if I stop doing that, I'm going to feel better. And I think what this type of work does is it really does unlock that garter of decision making. Mm -hmm. You, okay, you know what? That's really not worth me giving a shit about. But that is, you know, what I've got there, that is you know, worth giving a shit about. And this is what I was saying to some guys now that are gonna come in the workshop. I was saying if you if if you come in 
let's say there's a, a level of positivity and negativity. I mean, it's a bad example, but if, there's a level of positive and negative in, in, in the yin and the yang in mm. everybody, right? What this kind of work does is it it really exacerbates the the positive. And the negative, you almost, okay, well, <laughs> I don't need to worry about that that over there anymore. You know, I'm done with that. You just throw it away. Well, it puts a negative into a bit of a different perspective. Putting the negative into a different perspective, it's very simply a, when we see negative as negative as opposed to looking at negative as opportunity and possibility. Just by changing the perspective, it's not something that's bad. It's not something that's wrong. It's something that you actually can work with. And the thing is our focus switches. If we're constantly focusing on everything that's wrong or everything that's bad or negative, it's all we're going to see. I mean, that's one thing I want to make yeah. very clear. It's not a case, let me put it like this. Does the Harlequin experience, we'll just break through, even put it into perspective of let's all be delusional. Let's go into a fantasy world and just <laughs> pretend that everything is great. And then if yeah. it all falls apart, we'll just pretend like we don't see it. It's not, it's not about living in a delusional world. It's about seeing things in a completely different perspective and looking at it from a completely different point of view and engaging your innate, as you said, the work's in you. It's engaging your talents, your skills, your knowledge, your expertise. Yeah, it's your desires, it's your mm. vision, it's your mission, it's your future. That's really, at, if I could use the word at stake here, and it's about having the tools to you know, almost jump on that ship and set sail and cut your way through that particular ocean to arrive at the place that you actually want to be as opposed to getting lost in the storm, because that's where most people want to be. Because when you're in the storm, it's super wet, there's lots to do, there's chaos everywhere, everyone's busy, and you're almost fortunate that you get out the other side, that the ship hasn't been destroyed. It's like, oh my gosh, we're fine, but we're waiting for the next storm. Why don't just sail around it, you know, go around the storm. Or if you need to go through the storm, make sure that your boat is built to go through that kind of storm. Very, very interesting point there. I mean, I um, was telling somebody the other day, speaking of storms and, and ships <laughs> relationships are another very interesting yeah. topic of the work right a particular ship and, and 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 i always say so relationships are ships full of relations right so, <laughs> and sometimes the ship spars and you see your relations go and you know the ships don't ever like anchor or mm. talk to each other and it is you know instead of looking at relationships and it can be with anything anything you know, can be with your partner, your children, your business partner, your money, yeah. uh, hobbies, alcohol, drugs, hobbies, whatever it is. Mm. It's such an opportunity mm -hmm. to add value to your life, to have relationships that work for you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and I mean, I could have bantered with you all day on. Yeah, but that on, was on, that was actually part of the great part uh, is we, it's a door to open that it, you can really, actually have an open conversation. It really is. A, and to some extent, well, for me anyway, I find that relationships really are 50% of my life, you know? Yeah. And if you can get worthwhile relationships right, that's 50% of the battle won, yeah. you know? Like, then yeah, everything else kind of like flows, you mm -hmm. know? But I think people are so adamant on on being right chasing the wrong reasons for relationship, not necessarily chasing the wrong relationship, but the reasons for being in a relationship, you mm -hmm. know? And and this kind of work just really does unlock, you know, different perspectives. I mean, when she was angry like that at me, I thought, yes. Fantastic. You yeah. know? Mm. I wasn't angry with her that she was angry at me. I was like, yes, you're alive, you know? 
this is great. We can work with this, you know. So, um, so she's uh, she's been in a great space, and 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 I guess that you know to answer your question, did I want to do the work again? I think innately yes, yeah. because it you know you you, you the, everything comes back, you know. No, oh, no, all of a sudden, no, no, you you are not allowed to do that, Mila. No, <laughs> I won't take that. No, go go, no, put that back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> changing the relationship with your children. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I said to the guys the other day when I came off breakthrough, all of a sudden the kids had two of us in the house. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and they were like, "Oh my god, we got parents." <laughs> So um, yeah, so so very very <laughs> hard realization for children. Oh my gosh, we actually got a parent. Oh, we, oh, there's boundaries again. Yeah, you know, I know, I know. They back. <laughs> it's a brand new day for testing. So um, so yeah, so so and that's what I say. I mean, even to people who have done the work, you know, you need to come and redo it. You need to if it's if it's been a while for you, just come and do it. If your life's great, come and do it. If your life's cuck. Definitely come and Definitely do it. Definitely come and do it because it will show you. Um, well, you show yourself at the end of the day. You know what you need to do to move. Mm-hmm. You know because as you say, people get stuck. You know, and the challenges become brick walls, and you you don't know how to penetrate it. You know, or how to like bash through it. But when you start looking at it as an opportunity, mm-hmm. from it you can say an a, an obstacle to a challenge to an opportunity. If you if you think of it of like that, you know. Well, I'm, how am I going to do this? I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to get over this. I'm going to get over this shit. I'm going to save myself here. How am I going to do it? Then the opportunities arise. Yeah. So I think, um, I think, yeah. And uh, it's definitely uh, the impact on us as as a family has been extremely positive. You know, I mean, yeah, we're completely broke. It's January, you know, yeah, as, yeah, yeah, as, as you know. But uh, we're both working, you know, we, we're getting stuff done. The kids are at school. Most of the bills are paid, <laughs> most, of the, most of the things are ticked. But mm-hmm. there was something that as you're busy talking and something came up for me is we get to a place somewhere where we're trying to describe this thing and we're trying to share it with everyone. Yeah. And we get to this place where it's, it's, almost, it's so difficult to describe because how do you describe this thing? What, it, what are we actually talking about? Everyone just thinks, well, you, you must be out of your mind. What are you actually talking about? You know, do we wear funny hats? <laughs> we sit there, you know, crafting a brand new hat out of a big sheet of aluminium or, you know. Like, do we sing Kumbaya do we around trees, the fire? You know? All of those kinds of things. <laughs> do we do we just meditate under the moon and, and bark at the flowers or something weird? Because that's a perception that people have. Yeah. And it becomes very difficult to try and describe this process because this process is very much something that happens internally. It happens inside you. And the moment that you say that to someone, it's like, oh, wait, are you telling me that you're going to mess with my you know, my internal state? Are you going to mess with the way I think? Are you going to mess with or My me? vibration, you know? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and in a way, the answer is yes. In a sense, we do. Do we mess with an internal state? Yes, we take you from being depressed to being happy. So if you don't want to be messed with like that, then sure, stay away. Or yeah. you go from, let's say, feeling massive apathy to actually realizing that you can be optimistic about things and that there, there is a way out in general people look at it from the other way that you know everything is about and, and i'm and i'm really talking about something that i've even experienced just yeah. recently the thing about a human or a particular kind of human we are in a particular situation in culture and the way that humans function is we run around trying to get stuff for ourselves so the whole game is about manipulating someone else and we you know we got this whole dark this darkness in our head that am I going to be mm. manipulated? 
am I going to be taken advantage of? You know, what am I going to get sucked into? And it just mm. shows me that humans don't really have much Correct, of a grasp yeah. of their own personal reality because those things can only happen if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what you're made of, if you don't know where you, what your certainty is. And unfortunately, a lot of times people arrive in situations and there are organizations like that that literally prey on that and they put their arm out saying they know the way and then many years later we're going, well, we followed you but we've gotten nowhere. So we do, we come out of these things jaded. And one of the difficulties is how do we describe mm. a particular process? It's like, how do you describe a really good movie, but also without giving away the movie? Because, and it's not about giving away the movie because you, like, you, you, can't, give, you can't give away the, the experience of, let's say, parachuting. Yeah. You yeah. can say, this is what yeah. it is. And people will go, but what, is, what do you feel? It's like, well, the only way you're going to feel this thing is if you go through the experience. But they want to know what the experience feels like before they go through the experience. And then they think once they know what the experience sounds like, because they've heard about it, they think that they've actually gone through the experience. And people walk around and say, I I've done that, or I, or I know that stuff. Yes, and yeah. all of their behavior yeah. just shows that you don't know that stuff. It's like talking about, I know how to ride a bicycle, and you give them something with two wheels, and they, they look at this thing and go, what is this? And you say, well, you know how to ride, just, just take a ride down the street. <laughs> and they can't, because there's a difference between people saying that they know it and actually knowing it you've actually learned the thing as opposed yes. to just read about the thing i, I mean I, I guess a really good songwriter like a really good songwriter mm. would convey some kind of emotion of you know what the experience is like yes. i think musicians are very good at conveying emotions that you can't quite describe but when you hear that in a song you're like ah yes yes you know that is it. It touches that other chord inside you. Correct. Yes, just, so, so I think I think a, a really good musician could probably write a song about it and, and convey the, the the feeling, you know, that 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 you you you'd get out of an experience like that. But I've been asked the question, you know, can't you just tell me, like what it's what yes, it's just like? Just tell me. Just tell me what it's like. So and That's then great. I'd, it's awesome. You know. It, <laughs> Well, I don't have to tell you, dude, what it's like because I'm talking to you. You're in my life. You're in my space. And what do you think of me? You know? Is it? No, I love you. So is that not enough for me to give you like something that say, go and do this. It's worth every cent, you know? I mean, you can't do an MBA that's going to teach you this kind of stuff. No. I mean, I've had some interesting questions. And somebody actually said to me, I guess in jest, do you sing Kumbaya like around the fire? And yeah. I said, I'm not telling you. <laughs> yeah, you leave him, leave him hanging. Leave him hanging. Leave them hanging because it's actually part of it. Because you're going to this experience not knowing what to expect, and you're almost expecting that you're going <laughs> to yeah. have that. I think it's actually a good idea. You just leave people hanging, going, oh, I don't know, go and yeah, find I'm out for yourself. You. I'm, I'm not, not telling you. I'm not telling you. You tell me after you've done it. Um, yeah. uh, obviously, the the biggest block is you know the finances. You know, and people say, well, can't afford it now, or whatever the case is. And I say, so if you were in a, your ship was about to get wrecked and somebody said to you if you have x amount of money you can save your life mm -hmm. i mean what would you say i would pay the money you know i would find a way i would go to the cabin next door to me and loot the thing you know take the money and pay the person and you know that saved my life and 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 i think it is a life-saving process that that you do for yourself this kind of work you know I'm sure that you've heard it before. I mean, I know I have many a times that people have done the work and they come out the other side going, thank you, you literally saved my life. Literally Often. saved my life. I mean, even, even on my workshop, mm. you know, on my breakthrough, yeah. that one of the ladies came out saying, you saved my life. There we go. So, um, 
Yeah, so it, you really can't describe it to, to people, you know. How do you get that kind of value through? Because people don't see that value. No. They don't see what it's going to, like, they say, I can't afford this. In a sense, you, you can't afford not to. But how do you say that without it coming across like, because it is, it's a value exchange. It's value for value. Yeah. I'll ask every breakthrough at the end of it. If it's not worth the money, I'll gladly give you the money back. And uh, even to the point, I'll give you 200% of it back. I'll double it. Fortunately, uh, it hasn't happened so far. <laughs> but that's the thing is, how do you convey that kind of value? Yeah. How, do you, how do you convey that that's where it's going to get you to? Because it is, it's a very strange concept that someone could go through a very short experience and literally change your perspective. And it's just changing a perspective that you know that there's opportunity. One of the stories that I, I'm sure I shared this one with you before. So one of the things that happened to me is I had a phone call on the Monday and we were going to start the breakthrough on the Wednesday. And the guy phoned me and he said, well, a colleague of you said I must give you a call. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, well, basically, it doesn't really matter because I'm going to off myself today anyway. So I said, well, what's going on? And he was in a bit of a state and a very short story of a long protracted conversation. I said to him, look, you're going to off yourself anyway. So you've made up your mind. You're done. So I said, can you put that off until Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember listening to the silence on the other side of the phone. This guy's thinking, like most people will say, you can't do that. And they climb right into that whole story. And I said to him, I tell you, if you can just hold off on that idea till Thursday, and uh, we start breakthrough on, on the Wednesday. So why don't you join us for the Wednesday night? And uh, if you wake up on Thursday morning and it's, it hasn't served you, well, then you've lost nothing. I mean, you're going to spend a couple extra days here <laughs> and let's see where it takes you. And the, like I said, the silence on the other side of the phone, because it was, you'd never heard that before. You just, <laughs> you, he's, he's told me the story afterwards. So just so everyone knows, he didn't yeah. commit suicide. <laughs> and um, he came on the Wednesday, he woke up the next morning, things were different, came back on Thursday, came back and he basically finished. He, d he didn't complete Chalice, he didn't complete his Harlequin oh, right. experience, but yeah. he, he, only, he only went through the breakthrough component. But by the end of the, the Friday, and especially on the Saturday morning when we were busy just going into, into relationships and stuff, he said to me straight up, I literally saved his life. And not only saving his life, I mean, now he's got a family, he's got you know wife, he's got a daughter. But his whole perception shifted to the point, in the, and the reality is I didn't really save his life. It's just literally giving the tools, because we do, we need a little bit of groundwork. We need a little bit of framework to, to hang our, he our saved, coat on. He saved his own he life. He saved his own life. He committed to his own Correct. thing. He actually, yeah. he actually jumped in. And, and even in the beginning, I mean, he, only, he actually only paid later because I said, well, I mean, preferably you want a client like that. It's like, well, rather pay first. <laughs> but I said to him, look, it's not about the money. Come and see day one. And if day one is meaningless to you, no harm, no foul. I've lost nothing. You've lost nothing. The, the perspective for me is I'm running the work anyway. So whether you're in the room or not, I'm busy doing what I'm doing. Correct, so let yeah. me give you the offer. Yeah. You know, I watch people, humans throw obstacles up, as many obstacles as possible. And every solution you give them, they got another obstacle. So I just took all of them away and I said, well, let's see. If you're really committed to doing something, let's see where it takes us. And he's actually a really cool dude. And um, yeah, there's more, more to that kind of story. But trying to convey this idea of what we mm. experience and what we are talking about, it does. It makes us sound like a bunch of fruitcakes. It sounds like we are on some weird thing. Like we're, we're not normal. And, and, and then we reverse the prospect. Uh, and let's yeah. reverse it from a particular point of view. And I'm playing it just from a, an, an eyeball from, from space, kind of just watching us. We do all right. We run our own businesses. We have families. We're actually normal people. You know, we have bras. We have normal yeah. conversation. We yeah. watch TV like everyone else. We do live life in a different perspective. And at the same time, we also, we all have our challenges. We all have our issues. We all have our problems. We all have our demons. We have all of these things going on in our life. We are not different from anyone else. 
looking at life from a different point of view makes us seem different. You were going to say? I was going to say, I think the difference with this kind of work uh, from, I'm using a bad example, but maybe being, please, this is just an example. I mean no disrespect. I think it's a great practice. I think if you can get into my practice, I think it's amazing. But I think if you're going to go and lock yourself up in a monastery, you really are not living in the real world, yes. right? And, and the difference with this work is it actually gives you tools to operate in the real world and not give you a false sense of reality, mm -hmm. right? You, you can't shut yourself off from earning an income, sending your kids to school, having pandemics or whatever's going on. You know, you, you really just, you need stuff to help you get through the real world. And, and the minute you change your perspective of the real world, I mean, I know you touch a lot on, you know, different uh, topics there, but the minute you, you start thinking, okay, well, <clears throat> this is how I'm going to handle this, this situation in the real world, mm. then all of a sudden it's just like a complete turnaround in, you know, the, the ripple effect of your decision. You know, and you, and you know what it's like. I mean, everyone knows they are a product of their own decisions. So whether you want to admit that or not, that, I mean, that that's up to you. I was going to say that's a very interesting perspective because we don't we don't actually realize that. We, right. we deep down we kind of get a, a sense of it, but we don't realize the gravity of that. You really are the master of your of your boat. Yeah. You really, the decisions you make affect everything, and whether it's a decision to do or not do something, that's going to affect your life, right? So, so yeah. I, I think the point I'm trying to make is that the, the work happens in a real-world environment. You go out into the world, and you're in the real world. Mm. And it's just really about you giving yourself answers all the time. You know, you, there's no, you can't run away to a desert island. You know, you, you, you could. Yeah. You could. And when you get there, what do you do? Does, if you do run to, or if you want to run off to a desert island, why haven't you run already? When are you going to do that? And if that's what you want to what's do, what's stopping you from? Do it now. Yeah. Yes, what's stopping you? Do it now and get on with it. As Correct, opposed to yeah. going, you know, for the last 15, 20 years, I should have run off to a desert <laughs> island. Or for the last 15, 20 years, I should have meditated on a rock. For the last 15 or 20 years, I should have, could have, didn't. And it's like your entire life has been on pause. What are you doing? When are you going to jump into that next relationship? Or when are you actually going to commit yourself to the relationship that you're in? Correct. When are you going to put yourself in a position where you want to get your dreams and your desires? You know, rather live a little brighter. And even if you fail miserably, miserably, then, well, at least you gave it a shot. As opposed to sitting 80 years later and just living with this total regret. And it is. It's a risky situation. I mean, people, humans don't like loss. We don't mm. like risk. We, we risk averse. We are built to find things which are easy, take the easy path. Totally get that. I mean, I'm a human too. I, it, it, it works for me just like it does for everyone else. How do you get that perspective that the world, in a sense, it does work differently and part of the fantasy. I mean, we've got the different levels of development and we live in a culture and in a world where everyone is at a different level of development. And what that means is we all see the world in a different way. Yeah. You know, the criminal sees crime for him is his job. He has to do it. He he goes out and that's how he needs to, you know, do whatever he does so that his family can survive or that he can feed himself. It's a different level of judgment. It's a perspective that each person or each culture or each development stage, and it's not about which one's right or wrong, good or bad, better or worse. It's just the way that it is. And that's what you're talking about, the yeah. reality. Yeah. That is reality from that perspective. You know, when you put a pair of glasses on, your reality changes because if they're dark glasses, they're going to be colored by the color you're looking through. If they are prescription glasses, the light will bend and the reality will change. 
you know, if you're looking through a telescope or if you're looking through some binoculars, that reality is different. You know, suddenly that's something that's really far away. It looks like it's right in front of you. It's what we put in front of our eyes changes our perspective. It changes what we see. And when we see things differently, exactly in that, when we start to see things differently, we look through these binoculars, you know, the problem binoculars. And when we look in the problem binoculars, the problems are literally right in front of us. And we don't realize that, hang on a second, let me put these binoculars down and see, you know, get a little bit of perspective and suddenly realize actually the problem is quite far away and the problem is actually a lot smaller than I thought it was. Yeah. It's to change that little perspective. And when you've got a little bit of breathing space, you know, it's called the cortical pause, and you can give yourself a little bit of perspective, a little bit of breathing space mm-hmm. and put things into a little bit more perspective. And, and I love the, the example that you, you give us from the sense that, you know, your wife's angry with you and she's shouting at you. Most people are thinking, oh my gosh, she's like, I'm in trouble and she's freaking out. The different perspective of going, yeah, this is fantastic. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is great. Yeah. Makes it more crazy in the beginning. Um, <laughs> but that is, it's, it's, we are literally alive. It's part yeah. of our makeup. And we've never been shown the tools of how do you deal with someone's anger? How do you deal with your own anger? How do you, how do you deal with this fear of, of loss? How do you deal with the loss of, or the fear of losing them or not meeting their needs or them, them blaming you? And uh, now I'm just getting too deep into this idea. But that's one of the things of when did we ever get these tools? Whoever taught us, where, where is the curriculum, especially at school, that takes you down this path to give you something that's tangible, measurable, and specific that works? We need to be some sort of adult. We need to grow to a particular stage that we can start to work with the stuff. My youngest that I've worked with is 12, and my oldest is 84. So all the way through, and each of them walk out the other side with fantastic results. The children do need to grow more into it because it's very much a brand new concept, and they still need experience. They still need more context. But they still grasp it very well. And as they grow into it and work with it, I mean, it's just example upon example upon example of how well they're actually doing. The, the other interesting thing about the work, talking about uh, you know, the, the range of age groups that come through, mm. is it's so easy for you to box a person that's 84 into like a specific category of, Okay, well, this is... Yeah, you practically write them off. This is this is the model of 84-year-olds' behavior. Yep. You know, because uh, you've seen your grandparents at 84, and this is what they, what they look like. And the reality is that I think the older you get, the more you're able to channel your emotions in, in specific ways. And, and, and I'm speaking now from my, my last workshop, you know. It's such a powerful thing to channel... You can feel whatever you feel because you're a human being. You That's know? it. You can't stop feeling fear. You can't stop feeling angry. You can't stop feeling X, Y, Z. But, you know, those things were given to you for a reason. And when you channel that, and I came into the workshop very angry with somebody who had done absolutely fuck all to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was just breathing in the guy's success, you know? <laughs> and I was so pissed off uh, because of, obviously, you know, circumstances that happened. And I just realized, I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'm going to use that. Same energy. I'm going to use that same energy to feel what I need to do, the shit that I've been putting off for six months or seven months or whatever Mm. it is. And I I think that's another thing that that guys experience in the workshops, right? Is, uh, okay, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be pissed off. It's okay to be sad. I mean, you saw how I cried. Of course. My eyes out. And even now, listening to music in the car, I still bore my eyes out since the workshop. You know, it's just like it's unlocked that emotion again. That's, you know, and um, gives you your heart back. Gives you your heart back. Absolutely. Uh, Uh, Most men are terrified about that. 
<laughs> we want it, and we know that women love that, and it's a big access for you know, the things that we want in our feminine and our females and our women. And uh, it's the very thing that yeah. we're terrified. It's not a scary thing. It's actually, it's only for the brave. You know, it's, it's actually, it, it's, 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 it's actually, a, it's a, it's a powerful emotion to have. You know, when 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 you're crying tears of joy. You absolutely. Know? I mean, cry when it's sad for sure. But I mean, when was the last time you cried for something that made you happy? Absolutely. You know. So, um, okay, for me, recently, obviously, <laughs> in, in the it's workshop, everything's fresh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and and just you know the the way you 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 channel your emotions. This whole week, clients have been saying to me, "You're so calm." How do you stay so calm? Stay so, so calm. <laughs> you know? And, I, and I've said to a few of them this week, there's just no point worrying about that because that that's happened and, you know, the business has that expectation. The only thing you can do is prove that you're trying to do something different, you know, and I've taken clients on the journey this week, you know. Actually, on the way here, I had a call with a client and she just said to me, I've got to present this really big presentation. She's new in the company. Mm-hmm. I've got to present this really big presentation. It's to thousands of people. It's a global thing. It's a Zoom thing. I don't know what to do. Sounds awesome. And I just said to her, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give you such an awesome video that you're going to play, and it's going to be shot with one of your products. And for two minutes, and it's going to be so powerful, and I've got the videographer to do it for us. And all you're going to do is you're going to say, any questions? You know, and you're going to yeah. blow their minds. There we go. And she was like, that is such a good idea and so simple. <laughs> you know? So so, so it, it's just just making things simple again because we tend to create such complications oh, about we can everything. everything. Oh, my God. And if I do that, then that's going to happen. And if that happens, then that's going to happen. And if that one hears that I did that, then… And, and people get so caught up in, in complicated things, you know. And, and I mean, it's it's part of society. I think society does that because the more complicated your life is, the more you're going to spend on stuff that you don't need. Of course. Whether it's medication or things or food or housing or whatever, you know. I mean, it's just set up that way. We worry and, about other people's judgments of us. And I just said, just keep it simple. And they were like, fuck, that's like the greatest idea ever. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so… Keeping it simple for me also just means not really stressing about finances, which drives Natalie completely bonkers. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't say I live carefree because I know that. That's no, not about life living blase and. But it's uh, I've got a very good relationship with my bank manager. This <laughs> <laughs> is I've worked on that relationship as well. Yes, and people don't realize that they've got these you means got, and you got negotiations and you've got Absolutely. power to do things, you know. Absolutely. You know, banks are not gonna take your car, your house, your things away if you miss a payment, you know. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I've got a very good relationship with SARS also, <laughs> you know. So uh it, it's just really is your relationship with stuff. And 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 you're totally in charge. Of how you manage that relationship, it doesn't. It's, right, it's not one way. It's not a cookie cutter thing. It's, it's it's not made in one mold, and everything is like that. I mean, you know, relationship with bank managers, or just even managing the relationship with a manager, managing the relationship with SARS, managing your relationship with money, managing the relationship with business, and then going into the deeper thing of going, what is the relationship with business? Not only managing that relationship, it's being able to see that complexity because it is. It's a big spider web, but making it super simple. 
and simplifying it and, and not worrying about the stress of it, not letting it get you into a space of overwhelm. It just knocks you off your feet. You know, it, it, people are so so afraid just to pick up the phone and phone SARS. You know what? I, I can't make that tax payment mm. this month. Could I pay it over three months? Will, will, that, will that work for you? Done. You know, and usually they'll go, absolutely. As a matter of fact, would you like six months? Mm. Because your account is in good standing, you know? And I think the communication piece of the work is so powerful because all it takes is a call. And we fret of picking up the phone or sending an email and you process it in your mind and it just, it really is that simple. You yeah, know? You're not going to speak to, you're actually going to speak to a person on the other side of the phone. You're going to speak to a person. Sometimes you speak to a robot. Yeah, well, that's you know? why we don't like speaking to robots <laughs> because we know we want to speak to people. Correct. And, um, uh, and we want to get through that thing. But if you manage to get through to a person and treat them like a person, we'll make progress. I mean, I've had personal experience where a lot of the times it works. I mean, it works like gangbusters. In fact, it works like we don't expect it to. And then every now and again, it doesn't quite go our way. But the thing is, we still work through it and be able to pick up the pieces on the other side or just work through that, let's call it that so-called yeah. loss, that it just didn't go our way. There's a difference between getting our way by fighting for it mm. or getting our way by saying, well, this is the situation. What are we going to do here? It goes our way by providing our way is actually a solution. When we manage to solve that problem up front, yeah, it changes everything. Yeah, so so it just becomes just the flow of your life becomes easier, right? You, if you're in arrears with your home loan or whatever it is, just as an example, I mean, when the bank calls us, take the call, take the call, and just say, "Hey, yeah, accept responsibility. This is the reason why it happened. Can I pay you on such a date? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and then they leave you alone." Okay, well, you might you might have a bad credit rating or whatever you, you it is. To, you can get to a place, you but know? that's also why are they phoning? They want to see what's going on with you. They, they want to see if you're alive. So, the, I mean, the, there's lots of things that uh, you start rethinking when you come off, uh, you know, the workshop. And uh, uh, you know, I just say to people, just just go. You know, just just go. I, I can't tell you what happens or what you do, but but if I if if you trust me, if I'm a significant other in your life in some way or form, just just trust me and do it. You know. And also, you're not someone living under a bridge. Well, this is all thing, and, and, you and you're not getting any benefit from it. I mean, what benefit do you get? I know what the benefit we do get long term. Yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, upfront, that's what people always say. Like, what are you getting out of this? Why are you promoting that kind of thing? And it's just first off. You want someone to be happy around you. You know, you want them to experience that thing. And the benefit you get is if they function better and they're doing well and they're in your space, that means your space is working better. Yeah. I mean, you're quite right. There should be like almost a level when you, maybe when you finish university and you, you go through like, you know, breakthrough well, type work. To me, to, to me. Just to go and integrate in society, you know. I mean, it should be like part of a... <laughs> A mandatory curriculum. I'd put it right at the end of matric. In fact, I'd actually put it at the end of even, let's call it standard nine or what's what's the grades now? Grade 11. Grade 11, yeah. I'd put it at that stage because essentially it's, you know, you're going through that experience knowing that you're now going into a bigger world. You're going to lose that that comfort. You're going to lose the that protection, net. that safety net. You know, you're going out into the world where you are literally at the, depending on where you're coming from, but most of the time you're at some sort of womb. You know, you're going to be employed, so you're going to have a boss. Someone's going to tell you what to do. You're young and inexperienced. You've got a lot of energy. You've got a lot of thoughts in your head, and you really think that the world revolves around you. <laughs> at the same time, you do know that you're going to go and work because you want some money, and you need to get into this whole bigger world, and it's not necessarily going to be easy, and you're going to have to start doing things which you don't like doing. Even one of the jobs that I got into when I was very young, 
I was supposed to be well-educated and I was supposed to be highly qualified. And suddenly I find myself literally sweeping the floor of the place that I was in. <laughs> and in the beginning, I was, I, I didn't have a good reaction to it. And I noticed afterwards, it's just because of, you know, blatant entitlement. It was just the case of, it's not that I had a problem doing it. It was my expectation because we think to ourselves, but I'm, you know, I went to school, I should be higher. And, yeah. and then we finally realized, but hang on, this is part of the whole deal. And in fact, looking back at it now, if I went back to my original job with me now, you wouldn't have to even ask me. I would just naturally do it because it's now it's a part of me. It's something that you actually just do yeah. because it's part of your pride. It's part of your integrity. It's part of your reflection. It's part of your, it's that drive and that whole commitment that you make to that thing. But the, but the school system does that, right? I mean, Jeez, it, like it, school system it, it, it makes you, it gives you such an unreal sense of the world. Right? It's, it's that, a totally mis misguided that, uh, sense if you, of if you If you right. finish this course or if you get this grade or whatever, you're going to be very successful. You're going to make money and, you know, then you're going to further your studies a little bit more and, you know, you'll you get more success. You're going to be something. Right? Yeah. And then, I mean, often uh, the youngsters apply for work in my agency and they say, okay, well, you know, it's a, it's a internship salary, so you're going to be earning, depending on your qualification. And yeah. But this is the experience you're gonna get. Five grand. Yeah. I should be earning twenty grand as a designer. Yeah, you, you should know? be. But are you a designer yet? <laughs> so, I said, dude, you just finished school. You know, uh, to your point, have you actually swept the floor? Have you done? Have anything? you have you actually like sent emails? Have you actually spoken to a customer? Have you? You know, you need to like sweep the floor to listen to how it's done. Yeah. So uh, there's 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 a terrible break in schooling or education in the traditional way that we know and 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 real life right and uh, i think in the older days it was probably easier to do that transition because in the old days you naturally went in as an apprentice or an internship or as a junior yeah and you you know but as time has evolved i don't know what they're teaching the kids well i know? mean the craziest thing they'll pay an institution to teach them and they'll study for, let's call it three years. Let's, even make, let's make it short. They'll study for two years. And they'll so-called come out the other side of the degree. Or even three years. They'll pay an institution hundreds of thousands. And they'll walk out. What's the first thing they'll do when they, when they walk into an organization? The first thing that a place will do is train them. You literally yeah. wasted all that money. And here's the thing. When they come out of design school saying, I should be earning 20. You say, okay, great. Put your ass in the chair. There's a computer. Well, there's your platform. Cool. Here's a project. I want it done by the end of the week. They'll look at you going, but what do I do? I guarantee those <laughs> questions will come out of the mouth. What do you expect me to do? It's like, well, if you're supposed to know everything, if you've got the acknowledged skill and experience, here's the project. I need this done. Here's your deadline. Because a person who earns 20 grand knows what I'm talking about. You don't. Yeah. And the best part that comes out of the person sitting in that chair, they suddenly blame you going, you're being unfair. But what do you mean you're being unfair? You need to tell me what to do. It's like, no, well, if I need to tell you what to do, then I need to pay, then you actually need to start paying me. Correct. But you've paid another institution, which has taught you some skills. Sure, you've got some grounding, but they haven't given you the experience that you need that gets you to earn what you want to earn. And if you are worth your money, then you need to earn your money. The question is, do you know how to earn your money? Having a job doesn't get you to earn money. It doesn't mean because you, you're a place warmer or you're warming a chair it's suddenly a whole lot of money just flows into your pocket. It's a value exchange. You're sitting in that chair. You need to do something. I'm, I'm going on a bit of a yeah, rant. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I've gone through this so many times where I've had, sat people down in the chair and said, great, this is what I need for me. These are my requirements. Can you do it? And every single time they've said yes. I had a whole, a whole organization. They sat down. 
We had a fat long meeting. They brought in their people and they sat <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm going to be very meticulous and specific. And in fact, what I've done is I sat behind my own computer while I was doing my work, I video, I screen captured my workflow. And then I gave it to him. I said, here's a video of me doing what I do. Can you do that? And I'm literally training you how to do it. All and right. all I'm trying to do is palm that off so that I can free myself up. And in the beginning, it's always yeses. Oh, yes, this, sure, no problem. And I was like, are you sure? No, they're 100%. And then eventually we finally negotiated price. I said, okay, so how much is it going to cost me? Well, this and that and this and that. And they sat there and they did the whole thing. And in my mind, I really had a fee. And I was, there was a fee that I knew what it would cost me. And then there was a fee I was thinking, okay, this is what I'm prepared to pay. And I was in some sort of ballpark in my mind. And then they threw some other fee at me, which was even better than I expected. I thought this was Christmas. They threw that fee at me and I said to them, are you sure for that amount of money, you can do what I'm asking you to do? You'll deliver. No, definitely. We are experts. <laughs> we have got a team. We've got another uh, freelancer. That, In I fact, they're that. crying for work when we need to actually, in a sense, we just need to keep them busy as well while there's another thing going on. And I said, well, then that's Christmas. I mean, that's, that's exactly the way it needs to work because I'm, I'm a win for you. I give you money so that you can keep your people busy, that they don't get retrenched, and I get my service. It's, it's, it, was, it was wonderful. It's a win-win. It's a win-win all around. You it's know. a win-win-win-win and a win. <laughs> and I thought this was great. And by the end of the month, I hadn't produced the first component of what I needed. And I was like, okay, what are you doing? No, well, it's taking a little longer. And the long and the short of the whole thing is they sat down eventually and said, look, for us to do what you need, they wanted to try and triple my fee. It was worth, it was worth double, I'll be honest. It was worth double. Uh, yes. But they wanted to triple it because they wanted to make more. And mm. at the same time, they took off a, a, a bite. And I, and, I, and I gave them all the training. I said, this is what I expect from you. And they just didn't get what I'm, what I'm trying to say at this whole diatribe I'm going, going over here. They lacked the context. They lacked the experience of what it would take. 100%. You don't get that in school. You don't get you that don't as get an academic. That. You don't mm. get that on an exam. You don't get that when you, here's a, an exam project and at the end of it, you're going to get graded and see if you're going to get, you know, a 90% or an 80% or you're going to get so-called a fail. Because I mean, if you, you know, marketing, the moment that you go into, nothing survives the first contact of a customer. No. You have some brilliant idea, you put 100%. it to a customer, customer ignores it. Everything's a test. In other words, that is a literally, that's a uh, fail of an exam. That's zero. It's not even a 5%. It's a zero. I want to dig further into this. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how much time have we got left? That was the other thing. Is that's why I put the clock on. Have we got, have we got time? So I'll tell you what to do. You speak into the market very clearly. First off, I want to know what it is that you do. Uh, how do we get a hold of you? Shameless marketing, shameless plug. <laughs> Where do we find you? How do we get a hold of you? Who are you? Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. I Where mean, do we find Andre? <laughs> so Andre... Although it seems uh, quite, uh, what's the word I want to use, quite visible mm -hmm. to society, <laughs> I prefer to operate invisible. In, invisible. Yeah. I'm involved in a few businesses. I have an ad agency uh, that's called uh, Malcopy Advertising. How do you um, spell that? Malcopy. As in Malcopy. So crazy head. Advertising. Oh, mal copy. Okay. Yeah. So M-A-L. M-A-L, not M-E-L. M-A-L-K-O-P-P-I. Yeah. We do quite a lot of uh, advertising for some big uh, electronics brands yeah. and some consumer brands, which is lacquer. Uh, you can email me there on andre at malcopy.com. Um, that's a dot .com, not a dot .com. That's a dot .com, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's my training. That's uh, what I actually went to school and, and studied for. 
And uh, I'm sorry to tell my lecturers this. <laughs> out of that entire four-year <laughs> program. Oh, did you go for four years? Yeah, four years to do marketing, right? Yeah. So the only thing that I still use to this day is the SWOT analysis. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's Everything not even, that's else. That's part of marketing per se. You know, I mean, that's like a business thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that got me my first job anyway, you know, so. It gets you in the door. I mean, there's nothing you longer the than door. education. The other things I, I do is uh, I have a procurement company. Um, so I source stuff for yeah. clients, whatever it is, printing stuff, gifts, bags, would you Whatever. consider yourself more of a, are you a business owner or more of an entrepreneur? I have to say an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, yeah. yeah. A, 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 a doer. A, a doer. Let, let me rephrase it. I'm a creator. Yeah, there you go. Right? So yeah. I like to create stuff. I create opportunities. I create work, you know, I create, uh, and then, yeah, I've got a couple of businesses that I run with my family, you know, uh, out in Africa. Uh, so I'm a busy man. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're going to reach out to Andre, make sure that you're reaching out for a very particular need. Yeah. And and you did right. You are a, you're a busy man. I mean, that's the other thing is we don't sit around having conversations like this because we're bored. Uh, it, it's very much a passion. It's very much a, a reaching out. And it's also very much a, a sharing of, of, yeah. of information. It's a sharing of knowledge. I've got a perspective from my side. People say, well, aren't you worried that people will steal from you? And people do steal from me. But from the flip side, I look at it from the, this point of view. You can't take anything from me. Because the drop of experience that you get from me now, just by being around me for a while, it's literally a drop. 100%. And what you take from me is something that's only to your filters. 100%, and if you think yeah. you've gotten 100, I've got so much more, yeah. you, you're actually missing out. The more that you think you steal from me, I'm talking about from a psychological, from an intellectual property point of view. The more you think that you've stolen from me, it's actually the more that you know that you've missed. So for me, sharing this kind of information as openly as possible, to the degree that you don't have contact with the stuff, you can't lose anything. So from my side, it's just, I want to share this as much as possible. This is literally yeah, a passion for both of us. I mean, you, yeah, I, you're the one who opened the door and said, we need to talk yeah, about this yeah, stuff. We know, need this, to have this, this thing on the air. We need to get this thing done. This, um, this journey that I've been on of like just being inspired and finding inspiring things and inspiring others, you know, it's really, I guess, got us to this point. Yes. Right? Where we're sitting and having this conversation. I mean, uh, like the one thing I learned is, how, I mean, how do you get inspired? You know, how, how do you get inspired? Do you go on Instagram and mm. chase what other people are doing? Uh, no, you no. you need to be inspired. And how you're going to inspire others is you need to be inspired. So you need to take in things that are going to, you know, bring value to your life. And I said, no, none ever, but I don't know. Maybe nuns are inspired. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't have any nuns. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any nuns. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, none that I'll actually give their names out because they'll probably be in trouble. Obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, so thanks for this, Andrew. I mean, I set my intention once about uh, being on an expert's podcast and I didn't know it was going to be yours. <laughs> Take a selfie or something. You had fun? Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Quick question. Do you really think that it's possible to turn your life around in just three evenings and a day? There was a time where I thought that this was impossible. However, I've seen this happen so many times that it is no longer a debate for me. For me, the answer is a resounding yes. Yes, it is possible to turn your life around in just three evenings and one day. Breakthrough is a simple three-step self-mastery program. 
presented by the Be Limitless Group. If you'd like to know more, visit their website at Be Limitless, that is B-E Limitless, BeLimitless.co.za. Send us your questions, give us a phone call, or just send us an email. If you want to send us an email, send emails to limitless at belimitless.co.za. This has been a Breakthrough Radio production with your host, Andrew Mayer. Thank you for your time, and I'll catch you in the next episode.